This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast where we hope to provide a place of connection, rest and encouragement for those of you who are on the journey of living out our passion and purpose in Jesus Christ. Just like us, my name is Sister Miriam James and we are on to part 3 of our Advent series, part 3 of 4. And today we're going to talk about being still. So to be still and wait. And once again, I'm waiting for my dear friends, uh, Heather Kim and Michelle Benzinger to bless me with their wonderful awesomeness. So Heather, we got you up early this morning. Sorry about that, but you're a good Pacific time zone girl. So good morning. Good, good morning, sister. I mean, I am <laughs> taking one for the team. Okay. It is, yes, it was, are. it is. Actually, it's still dark out. We've been talking for almost an hour prior to recording, and it's still dark out up here. So I'm feeling cozy, got my coffee, ready for this morning's little chat. (laughs) Michelle, how are you? Mm, I'm good. I've been up for a while. So yeah, it's all good. She's up. She's got mm-hmm. a cute baseball cap on. If you can't see her, but she looks so cute. And she looks like a high school girl <laughs> in her little baseball cap. <laughs> oh, thanks. Sister, how are you this morning? I paid her to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm doing well. I'm up in Ohio this weekend helping out with a retreat up here. So, and the weather's like 40 degrees. And so this, oh. this girl's happy. So I had some hot tea last night. I'm like, oh, look, it's almost like winter instead of 80 <laughs> degrees and sweating. So Nice. That's awesome. Oh, so I want to say that somebody on Twitter gave me a shout out. Well, they gave our podcast a shout out and it was a guy. And then he's like, oh, I just subscribed. And then I realized it's only for women. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I like tweeted him back. I'm like, it's not just for women, men. It's for all people. So please (laughs) welcome to the Abiding Together family. So men, men, you're most welcome. Thanks for listening. Yes, (laughs) yes, totally. We love our men that listen, so you all are welcome. Um, Yeah, so today, ladies, we are on part three of four of our Advent series, and we talked about belonging, we talked about beloved, and today we're going to talk about be still. So I'm just going to read out two quotes that are going to guide our conversation today. So the first is from Psalm 46, verse 10, where God says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And another is a beautiful quote from Sue Monk Kidd, where she says, if you can't be still and wait, you can't become what God created you to be. Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Heather, you want to kick us off on this discussion about being still? Oh, gosh. Being still. It's, I think it's one of those things that I long for and simultaneously struggle with because there's just so much noise in the world and things are so busy. I think for most of us, that's the thing. I, I'm constantly longing for some peace and quiet, <laughs> but it seems very elusive most of the time in my life. And I think uh, for most of us, we know this, we have to be intentional about it if we want to get the stillness that we need. Um, but during the season of Advent, there's something about stillness that is, it is what the season is about. You know, the darkness comes, um, the weather changes, like there's a certain stillness that is about the season and even in the readings and everything that the church does to help us enter into the season. So I have a lot more thoughts about this, but Michelle, what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, like what you were saying, Heather, it's like a holy tension. I love the idea of stillness and theory, but to live it out. And how is that reality play in my life? 
with six kids and all that I do, but yet I long for it. And, and like you said, I just have to be intentional about it. But I also realized that it brings up a little idols in my life. I was thinking about it when I was praying about this topic this morning. Like, um, I think being still sometimes a luxury instead of a spiritual discipline. Mm. And I think that everything relies on me. Like, so if I take a Sabbath or if I stop, or if I just be present to my life, then this, this, and this won't happen. And um, it's all up to me. And it was really interesting when I was praying about it this morning, I was like, I love out of the box thinking and people and creatives, but how often I put God in a box, mm. like I put him in a box to think, okay, um, you won't meet all of my needs. If I stop moving, then you won't take care of everything that I need to have taken care of. Mm. And I was really convicted, just like, okay, self-reliance. It's a big old idol that needs to be taken off its altar in my life. And, um, yeah, and just really be reflective of that this Advent. Oh, sister, what are your thoughts? Oh, I I think that's so true, the area of self-reliance. I think for me that God has been speaking lately about self-protection mm. and all those areas where stillness brings out all kinds of stuff in your heart. And I think it brings out all those areas where we self-protect. And uh, I, I just I was reading Cardinal, and I, people say his last name differently, but I'm just going to pronounce it Sarah, Cardinal Sarah's book on the power of silence. And he was talking about different levels of silence and there's audible silence, but he's like the, the true silence goes to the core of the soul, like the stillness that goes to the core of the soul. And um, even uh, Augustine talks about that in his confessions that, you know, the, the word we use is a restless heart, but actually the word is an mm. unquiet heart, mm. like an unstill heart. And so I just noticing those areas in my own heart where I get restless or unquiet or just kind of, you know, you just get kind of like antsy and, and, where God is calling me to these deeper, deeper waters of, of, of intimacy, of joy, of peace that you like, you're talking about that we have to really make time for that can't be a simple luxury because if we're not attached, if we're not connected to the one who loves us, who is this, the still one, then what are we doing with the rest of our lives? So yeah, I think Advent is a special time of, of stillness. If we are willing to enter into that darkness, like a candle, like a candle flame, you know, like the burning light of a candle flame, just the quiet, that I really want to be very attentive to in a very special way, this Advent hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's true that we can sit in a room that is perfectly quiet, but interiorly it may be so loud. <laughs> yes. I find that a lot, you know, is that when I do sit down to pray, um, often it takes way longer to quiet my mind than oh, it does so to true. quiet to quiet the room, or, you know, or to, to quiet my heart. It takes a long time. And I think part of that is a discipline. You know, I've mm-hmm. learned that as I continue to go and pray and um, rid myself of all of the, the craziness that's going inside, it comes sooner. You know, the ability to quiet down, that's a discipline, but it's also a gift that we need to receive. And I think part of that is trust. You know, that Mm -hmm. our minds and hearts are busy because we are, it's that self-reliant thing that you're talking about, Michelle, you know, like there's so many things that we feel like we have to fix, handle, take care of, that it's our job to do it. And I think a big part of stillness for me is taking all of those things and placing them into the hands of Christ and saying, I know that I can't do this without you. I, I can't. And, um, and usually that will bring my heart into a deeper place of stillness when I trust and when I'm willing to let go. And St. Augustine says, you know, um, that God always wants to give us good things, but often our hands are too full to receive Mm. it. 
And, and I think that's very, very true that if we go into prayer, realizing that God wants to give us good things, we just have to make room, you know, and that's what Advent is all about. It's the making room to rid ourselves of something, um, to make more room for Christ. And often in our world today, I think what we need to rid ourselves of is noise and loud and, and the craziness. It's the busyness, the hustle, the, and all of the striving, all those things are so difficult and they take away um, the space that God wants to fill our hearts with. It's hard to have peace when we're that restless with things. Mm. Heather, it's so interesting because the be still in a lot of scripture in the Bible, actually the, um, what it really means like in Hebrew is to loosen your grip, to let go. Oh. I mean, that's what Bill C means, like to totally loosen your grip. And I think there's something about stillness and surrender you know, and I'm thinking of the Psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. He, sh- I shall not want, but I like this uh, next line. He makes me lie down. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny that you say that because just this week, I think that was one of the scriptures, right? And that was yeah. what jumped out at me was that he makes me. <laughs> I was like, mm-hmm. what? That I've heard that how many billions of times. And that was what jumped out this week for the first time. Yeah. Well, think about it. When we see our children and they're tired or they're cranky and they're worn out, like you need a nap. You need to go to bed early. And does that like he think of us? Like he's like, girl, you are exhausted. You are running, spinning your wheels. You need to lie down by a peaceful pasture. And we're like, hold on one minute. I got laundry to fold. Hold on. I got a kid to pick up. Hold on. I have this email to finish, you know? And he's like, no, he says, go to bed, (laughs) like lie down you know, and peaceful pastures. And, you know, and then the next part is he restores my soul, you know, and he gives us, um, and it says in scripture, you know, man made, I mean, God made Sabbath, the Sabbath for man. It's a gift to us, this rest and this um, pause, like the word Selah, to pause, you know, to pause and remember his goodness to pause and um, pay attention to our lives. Um, It always makes me think, am I paying attention to my life? Is there stillness in my heart to hear his whispers, to hear his love, to hear his voice? And um, the areas that I am concerned about, whether it be with children or whatever, have I still in my heart to hear his opinion on this? or to hear how the Holy Spirit is going to counsel me and be the voice of wisdom in this situation. Um, am I loosening my grasp? Am I being still? You know, and the other th- interesting scriptures, you know, it says, be still and know that I'm in God. And they're one of my other favorite ones in Exodus, be still and I will fight for you. You know, he like, he will fight these battles that we're trying to warrior against. Um, it's just really interesting to me. What about you, sister? I'm just absorbing your words. I, uh, I just, it's so true. And I, the image that comes to me is like a diet, you know, where have you ever been hungry and you like go into your cupboard and you're like hungry, but you don't really want to make something healthy. You're just like, so you grab a bag of chips mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're standing there and you're I've eating chips. I've never done that. Looking... <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> I'm sure nobody but me has ever done that on the face of the earth. <laughs> and so like you're standing there eating a bag of Cheetos, like looking at the cupboard and then you look in the fridge and then you just eat more Cheetos. And it's like, 
you've consumed food, but you still feel unsatisfied. Then you feel gross because you just ate a whole bunch of MSG and salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I was thinking of like the steady diet we have of Instagram and we have the steady diet of like news feeds and we have the steady diet of clickbait. We have the steady diet of like people's opinions and, and you better get outraged about this. And that feels like a life of junk food to me. Yeah. And I just, um, I've just been very well aware of that, even just with monitoring like my own use of social media and just how much I look at my phone and, and just like it can, it feels, it feels like a diet of junk food versus the really awesome meal that you prepare that's like fresh garden vegetables with some really good protein, you know, where you eat and you feel satisfied. And there's like this, this like being satiated with goodness where you don't feel like starving afterward. Mm. And I feel like I love what the church does. I love how the church cares for the human person because we need these seasons. We can't always be in a season of summer or winter or liturgical seasons, but also natural seasons as well. And so the church gives us a liturgical season, a purple of a sense of penitence, but also a sense of anticipation and waiting of, of this whole area where I can with good conscience say, I need to kind of step away for a second and make some more room here, which the world will always provide reasons for us to be busy. Right. But we have to intentionally kind of pull aside and say, you know, what kind of, what's my diet looking like? What's my spiritual diet? What's my mental diet? What's my emotional diet looking like? Mm -hmm. Um, so as you say that, I'm like, yeah, there's some areas in my life where I'm still eating Cheetos. I think it's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, God's like, I'm going to, I want to, I want to bring you beside these restful waters if you're willing to go with me, you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I, yeah. I think that it's very difficult um, for many of us in our life because we feel like life is running us rather oh, than gosh. we're being intentional about it. It's like life is happening. We don't know how to get off the train that's barreling down the hill. You know, it just feels like we're going 100 miles an hour. And many of us don't even know how to introduce quiet or stillness into our life. And I think a part of that is realizing you don't have to do it all. There's so many things that we put pressure on ourselves to do. And I've started asking the question, who says? Oh, girl. Who yeah. says I have to do that? Who says I have to do it that way? Just because everybody else is doing this thing or this is what it means to be a good parent or this is what it means to be a good whatever. Mm -hmm. um, to just remove some of those expectations off of myself because God isn't putting those expectations on me. Um, I'm just allowing the world and other people to put expectations that I, I don't want to live under that pressure anymore. And so as I've allowed those expectations to come off, oh my goodness, like I've felt this relief and like space to be able to enter in, to be able to say no to certain things and feel okay about it. Um, yeah, to release myself from having to be everything for everyone. And, oh, and the thing that gosh, I, yeah. that I love about Advent is there is a stillness. Like when I picture the nativity, the whole scene, it's like there is this stillness about that image where everything just stops <laughs> like to see, to look. Everybody is focused on the littlest one, you know, this little baby. And, and I think that that's the disposition that I want in my heart going into Advent and going through the, this season towards Christmas is I, I need to pause and be looking at Jesus. Like I need to mm. shift my gaze to him and be watching and waiting for what mm. he's going to do. And the waiting is sometimes difficult for those of us who do struggle with self-reliance. We just are like, I don't want to wait. I'll move towards you. Like, <laughs> you know, I can meet you halfway, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember that God is coming. Like he's always coming. We're the ones who are waiting. That's what Advent means is coming, right? So we're the ones that are waiting, but he's coming. 
And I think it just is our opening of our hearts to receive that gift. Somebody was talking about uh, some meditations of just Christ, of Christ's words to like a visionary. And, and Christ was saying that, um, you know, we think that like we're waiting for God, but he said, Jesus is the one that says, come to me. He's like there first. <laughs> yeah. Come to me, come to me, all you who labor under uh-huh. burden and I will give you rest. Like I'm already waiting here for you. I'm already in your green pasture. I'm already, I'm already here. And I think that's the biggest thing at times. I feel like I'm one, the one initiating the gift of Christ. I'm like, Lord, we just show up here. And he's, <laughs> he's already there waiting. Mm-hmm. And you know, you always find him when you keep looking. Yeah. And he's, he's already there. He's not waiting somewhere else that's far away. Yeah. <laughs> and we have to jump through all of these hoops to, a, you know, a certain way yes. to be able to get to him. That's not the kind of God we have. He doesn't play hide and seek mm-hmm. with us. He he Amen. is right there. What were you going to say, Amen. Michelle? I was saying, um, like, who says what you were saying, Heather? Like, what is eternal? Like, seeing things from an eternal's perspective. But, like, will it matter in all of eternity if I have to get this, this, and this done? What is really going to matter? Mm-hmm. Like, what's important? And what matters most? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I'm not saying shirking your responsibilities or duties, but really getting a kingdom perspective. Like, okay, in the scheme scheme of life and the scheme of things, does it matter if my house is this or this? Or does it matter if this child is in a hundred activities? Does it matter, mm-hmm. you know, right. what is most important? Right. Like um, on a practical. And really defining that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On a practical level, I remember, um, you know, for my kids' birthdays, I used to love to make these elaborate cakes. Okay. So I'd go on Pinterest, I'd find some crazy idea and then try to do it. <laughs> part of that is I like being creative, you know, um, and part of it was, I wanted them to feel so special. I wanted them to wake up in the morning and be like, whoa, you know, it was like a gift that I wanted to give them. Um, but I found myself one year just being like, I just do not have the time. Like I cannot stay up till two in the morning making this crazy cake, you know, for one of my kids. And so I just frosted the cake, beautiful pink, and I put some fresh little flowers on it and she freaked it was like her favorite one of all oh. the ones. And it was the simplest thing. And I, you know, that was the lesson for me that I learned. I was like, you know what? It's not about the grandiose often. It's the intention of the heart. Like, why are some of my expectations of myself um, so high and elaborate, you know, when sometimes it's just the simplest thing with the right intention. It's going to accomplish the same thing, you know. Mm. It was a huge mm. lesson for me. It released me of a lot of things, I think. So. Oh. Well, and I don't know about you guys, but I, I've been very poignantly aware, I think, especially in the last year of those parts of our hearts where we hustle, where we're rushing around and we're short with other people because we quote unquote have to get something else done. And I can honestly tell you, I've never once been glad that I did that. I've never once been glad that I was unkind to somebody, that I was so short with them, that I was rushing around, like totally ignoring people because I had something to do. I've always regretted that. I've, and I can tell you, I've never regretted mm-hmm. taking the time to be still and just to receive people. And, you know, even if it's like something where I'm at the airport and, oh my gosh, so I miss my flight versus like hustling and pushing through, like there's such a different disposition of the heart. And I can't tell you how many times the Holy Spirit reminds me of that saying, remember, <laughs> remember that you will not regret taking time and being at peace and being still and loving. You will never regret that. And think of how many times you've regretted just totally, you know, the other way around out of what seemed to be busy or seemed to be more important. And it's, it's never, it's illusory. It's mm-hmm. illusory. Mm-hmm. Well, even if we look mm-hmm. at the scene, you know, where Jesus was born, everybody else, the whole world was hustling around and had mm-hmm. no idea that the mm-hmm. savior had been born right there in their midst, you know, that just down mm-hmm. the road in a little stable, 
there was the savior. They were just about their business. They were just about their day. They were just about going through whatever they had to do. And it was the ones who were looking for the signs that were following that paused, that looked up, you know, like the wise men, like they were looking up, they were looking for a sign. And I think for many of us, it's only when we look up from our life and look for direction from the Lord that we're going to find it. Mm. Mm. And I think there's a direct correlation with being still and peace, like a real peace in our souls, like a peace that says in Philippians that surpasses all understanding. And peace doesn't mean there's absence of conflict. There's still life going around, but there's a rootedness in our heart that even though that we are not get pushed around by life events, that there's a peace that we're rooted in his love, we're rooted in his voice, we're rooted in who we are, and that um, we operate out of this sense of peace and go about life with this calmness in our heart that things can happen, but we're rooted in his love. Um, what are the words? You know, I'm such a dork. I like to study words and what they mean. And if it's he- the Hebrew ones, the even better. Um, but I really started to study Shalom. Um, and it got me thinking because I was in a gift shop the other day and they had a sign that says Shalom, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me you got that. Please tell me. No, I didn't. Oh. I keep on thinking about it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to design a sign because it was a little too country for my house. And, you know, I don't like that. Let me just, so thinking, let me just add that to my yeah. list of things that you would never find in Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Shalom, y'all. <laughs> Heather, I'm totally gonna make oh. a sign and send it to print for you. Um, she needs, she needs next to week. saying a bless your heart. Oh, bless yeah. your heart, girl. Ours bless would say heart. ours would say shalom, shalom eh? <laughs> eh? That's true. But totally would. Yeah, the Canadian version. Um, that's great. Uh, oh, so, but what does shalom mean? Like this all encompassing peace. Um, I don't know. I'll tell you more when I study the word more, but it just has me thinking what peace yeah. really means and um, it's how rightly, I incorporate it. It's mm-hmm. rightly restored relationships. That's the word. That's the, the yes. relationship that Christ offers to his disciples after they betray him. He comes to them and he offers them shalom, a rightly mm. ordered relationship with himself. So that's all things in order. That's what shalom is, all things in order, right? Mm. Which brings peace. Mm. It was interesting because I was talking to another lady here and I just told her about the sign and shalom. And I was telling her just about us being back in counseling and what it's doing to my heart and wholehearted, but that we were talking about a situation in our town about sex trafficking. And I was like, it just breaks my heart. And I was like, how do you heal your heart? And then you're so sensitive heart. And I love what she said. She said, our goal is to have be wholehearted in a brokenhearted world. Mm-hmm. And that just line has been resonating with me so much. She's like, it, you know, to have that shalom, that wholeheartedness in a brokenhearted world. That's how we're supposed to live. That's a prophetic sign of his uh, hope, mm-hmm. his restoration of, of being an Advent people. Mm-hmm. And that's how we're able to offer something to the broken world. You know, it's only if we're still and make space for the Lord to come that we, that we are able to offer the world something that will heal. You know, Um, the world is not going to be healed by us 
baking muffins. The world is going to be healed by us offering Jesus. You know, I, Amen, I love the story Heather. of Amen. I love the story of Mother Teresa where she was walking through the streets and she had nothing with her, and this man was on the side of the road and he he was in a bad bad state. You know, like he was just in a horrible state and mother Teresa starts questioning because they don't bring anything with them. And she's questioning like, Oh, I don't have any food. I don't have money. I don't, I have nothing to give this man. So she goes over to him and she said, I, I have nothing to give you, but Jesus. And she just hugged him. And the man just began to weep and weep. And he said, no one has touched me in in years. And really, he didn't need as much as much as he needed food and shelter and all of those things. What he needed more was affection, and he needed touch, and he needed love. And I think for most people in the world, like yes, they might need some muffins or they might need a meal made for them. And I'm not dismissing that because those are actions of love that I want to do for people in my community. But more often than not, what they need is presence and love. And if I don't have Christ, if I don't have space for that within my heart, I'm not able to give them what they actually are aching for. We can end the podcast right there. Holy crap. That's really beautiful. I just, I'm sorry. Such, such poetic words from the nun. My bad, sir. On that note. He's still about that. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. This will be in the outtake clips. (laughs) That's awesome. Yes. Oh, well, okay. Yes, ladies. Oh, well, I know it's time for the one thing. I just, oh my gosh, that was really beautiful. I mean, I just want to reiterate that. That's true. The world is aching for an encounter with the living God. And when we allow him to grow and to give birth to his life in our lives, our lives emanate his fragrance and his radiance. And that is what the world is aching for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Amen. It's true. And it, it comes through the stillness of, it comes through the stillness. And so, you know, whether that's us in the morning, not checking our phone and just giving those moments to Christ. I don't know what that is for you, dear listener, but I know there's moments in your day where we can build in stillness to listen and just to ask the Holy Spirit for help. Like Holy Spirit, I can't do this. Can you just help me? Help me be still so I can hear you. It's these little uh, just uh, proclamations of love throughout the day that radically transform our life over time. So, Mm -hmm. um, okay. So ladies, so your one thing for this week, uh, would one of you, Heather, Michelle, you have one one thing. I know mine. So. Yeah. um, My one thing is um, this book that I love for Advent to do with our family. And it's by Ann Voskamp called Unwrapping the Greatest Gift, A Family Celebration Mm -hmm. of Christmas. And it's this beautiful Mm -hmm. hardcover book that I put on our coffee table. And it has like a daily um, reading and reflection through Advent. It has questions and it has these beautiful um, pictures that your kids will just love. It's not so much for little kids, um, although they can look at the pictures and enter in that way. But some of the questions, like if your kids are a little bit older, not old, but just a little bit older, they can start to enter into some conversations. So no matter what age they're at, they can enter in at some point. But I love um, that it's daily <laughs> to, to take little time every day, you know, to go through and read this book. And so I just want to encourage anybody, even if we're in the middle of Advent here and you haven't started anything, but you want to um, just jump in. Don't feel bad. You haven't missed it. You know, just jump in wherever you can. Michelle, what's your one thing? My one thing is one of my 
favorite songs is by Sarah Brales that love is Christmas. And um, the lyrics are awesome. It's saying like, it doesn't mind if we have a messy floor or anything like that, that love is Christmas and it can't be contained to just one season. It's great. And of course, mm. I'm a big Sarah Bareilles fan. Yeah, she's so, so good. I'll post the link. Mm. Yeah, sister, what about you? I have to say, I love Heather's Advent uh, worship list that she posted last week. I've been listening to that every day since she posted it. And one of my favorite songs that I was so delightfully surprised that she put on there was the Song of Solomon. I was played by Martin Smith, and um, mm. I love that his YouTube the lyric video to it. And I just my yes. favorite line of the whole thing is, "Beauty, sing your song of kindness. You know, wrap your arms around me. I need you." Mm, and uh yes i just so i just i'm gonna offer that as my one thing the song of solomon and just a, a beauty coming christ coming to wrap his arms around us and just sing his song of kindness over us especially during this advent season so that is my my one thing mm, good one yeah all right friends well we've enjoyed this time with you and we just would like to please ask you if you have enjoyed this episode would you please share it with a friend you can subscribe to us on abidingtogetherpodcast.com you can find our discussion questions all of our one things are on there when you click on the icon of the episode that you'd like to listen to please go to iTunes leave us a rating we'd love to hear from you leave us an email uh, it's just always wonderful to hear from you and we'll praying for your stillness that the holy spirit and that Jesus they come to encounter you this week in stillness because you are loved And until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a great week.